like a one, two, three, people. All debating yet we're equal. But right to me may not work for you. So do what you gotta do. Mm, you gotta yeah. gotta Some people keep the faith going to church. Whoa. <laughs> I keep it staying at home. Hey. Hey, whoa. Whoa, hey. We're back. We're back. It's episode four. It's it fucking, but it's day two, but episode four, because I did three, yes, dude. We haven't even begun, and my brain is dying, dude. What's up, guys? Oh, and my phone rings. Honestly, hold on, dude. This is super important. Nope, just an email. Just an email. We started the we started the pod with me answering an email. Um, that's not very nice to me, uh, but it was a good it's a good email. It's about ButcherBox. Uh, you guys know ButcherBox? Seriously, I'm not sponsored by them, but do you know ButcherBox? It's literally just a, a box of meat you get once a month. I've been doing it for like a year, dude. Fucking dope meat in a box, and then I cook it, and I've gotten very good at cooking. Your boy is a chef, dude. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, yeah, but you know what's even better? So I've been staying with my girlfriend and her dad, and her dad has like a smoker and like a barbecue, and he's like super into it, dude. So like when I am have my like, briskets or whatever i make like i do it in the oven dude i'm pretty bad like it comes out whatever but i give it to him it's fucking dope dude we've been <clears throat> eating like kings dude burp dude <laughs> dude don't give a shit dude yeah um what's up guys welcome back to line on the wall uh i slept well last night i then woke up and finished the season three finale of Westworld. Uh, it's a fucking wild ass show. It's a pretentious ass show, but it's wild. That's all I wanted to say about it. Um, and then I watched the last dance, the fucking Michael Jordan, uh, and the bulls documentary. Um, here's the only takeaway I have from it. I know Michael's great. I know the bulls were great. Okay. I know Dennis Rodman was like crazy wild party guy. I will never get over people, grown-ass men, fangirling over, like, celebrity athletes. And I don't care if you're a girl or a guy, fanning, fangirling, fanboying, whatever. Dude, there's a scene where they go to France, the Bulls go to France, and they play this team and they, you know, demolish them or whatever. And then you see this other player from the other team being like, hey, Michael, can I have your armband? Now, that would make total sense if if it was like, hey, Michael, it was a pleasure playing against you. You're a legend. Uh, I was wondering if I w- could have your armband. And Michael was like, you know what, sir? It was a pleasure playing you. Here's my armband. Go sell it for a million dollars later on. That's not what happened. What fucking happened was the guy was like, hey, can I have your armband? And he just grabbed his arm. And then Michael like is kind of half listening to him, half not, and like, yeah, yeah, he didn't say anything. He just kind of like gave him the thing. It was like a fucking like a like a pat rack, like like seeing food and going. It's it like so unhuman and oh, fucking weird and all and all these people who are just losing their minds over. Like I'm not saying if I was, I'm trying to think. Like I guess LeBron would be an equivalent. But like if if I, I'm not saying it wouldn't be dope to see LeBron at a restaurant or Michael even now at a restaurant. But like. Have some, have some fuck, dude. Like, have a little ego. Have a little ego. You know how people say, like, get rid of your ego. Do not let your ego drive you. Do not let your ego 
be be who you are. Hey, I'm going to wait. Hold on. I'm going to put the fucking headphones on so I know what's up. My dad says I curse too much. Comment in the sections. Comment in the sections. What? I just want to make sure I can hear myself. Yeah, dude. Okay. Like, you know how they say, like, let me start over so I can make this good clip, a good YouTube clip, right? I'm already pimping myself out. If if you see a celebrity, and and let's say you really like this celebrity, you're a big, big fan, have a little ego. Have some ego, dude. Everybody always says, oh, get rid of your ego, dude. Like, your ego is blocking you from your higher self. Like, you're, it's it's a bad trait to be led by your ego. You know what? Have a little. Are you serious, dude? Like, some dude. That's another guy. Athlete, actor, musician, whatever, dude. That's just another guy or girl. That's just a person. And you're literally, you're literally masturbating on them. Like fucking grow a pair and be like, Hey man, like dude, if you just lose your mind at the sight of another person, it's more of an athlete thing. I think America has, has really built up its athletes over the years to be these godlike figures. You know what I mean? They're kind of top of the food chain, which what's it called? Uh, historically, well, not historically, biologically, they probably are top of the food chain because they're the most athletic. And if like we all needed to kill each other to eat, they probably would win because they're just more athletic. But we don't need to do that. So for the sake of time being, if you if you're a guy and and you see I don't know LeBron, let's say you're a basketball fan and you see LeBron and you oh my god, dude LeBron, hey, can I have your thing? You grab at him and you fucking and I'm sure LeBron has crazy ass stories of people doing wild ass shit, dude. Look at yourself and say, am I doing am I doing am I doing the best I can? Where's my ego? You know, I I think it's healthy for people to like see another a person who's like super famous or super successful and have like this little thing where there's like. Wow, I really respect that. I like that. But I, I either am that in my own way, or I can be like that, or I want to be like that. I have aspirations of, like, there's a certain, like, hey, man, like, there's a thing in comedy that I've heard, because it's not like I've been doing that long, but, like, that, like, uh, like when a couple goes, to, like, a non-comedian, just random people out in fucking Ohio, go to see a comedian at a club, the, if it's a guy comedian, the guy will often not laugh super much when he's with his girlfriend because they're this sort of like like uh deeply ingrained like i'm fucking just as funny or like i can kick his ass or like whatever like you know what i mean like there's this sort of like you get all like uh not jealous but like it's just like a weird biological thing that comedians talk about and like i think that's a little a little bit healthy not a lot of it you don't want to be a dick but a little bit if he's just fucking losing your mind, like, and oh my god, that's a famous, oh, dude, can I have your fucking hair, lock of hair, dude? Oh man, it's it's ah, uh, man, yeah. I don't know if that was that concise of a thought. Did you follow me on that? Okay, okay. It's my pod. I can be silent if I want. I've been having a lot of LaCroix. The, like when I got here, I was like drinking like just water. And then my, my girlfriend and her dad were like, what are you doing? And I was like, just drinking water. I'm like, you just like plain water. And I'm like, 
plain what what plain water that's counterproductive it's water it's supposed to be plain and they're like no 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 you can have carbonation you can have some flavoring and i'm like oh i i mean i'm cool with that stuff but like i'm okay with water uh i haven't had like normal water in like a month and a half they literally told me that and i'm like let me try some of this lacroix and i was like oh i can have this all the time and i have this one's lemon it's good i mean it's not good Anybody? Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Anybody who says that carbonated water is like tasty or good, it's not. It's just a little bit like more than water, but it's not like mmm. It's like mmm, mmm. Oh wow! No, <laughs> it's it's not like a cake. It's just it's just not plain water. You know what I'm saying here? Are you following? <sighs> I'm talking to myself in my girlfriend's dad's garage. If you said five years ago, Morgan, what do you think you're going to be doing in five years? I would not have said this. <laughs> I would not have said this. In my hometown. Oh, I haven't even mentioned. Wait, I haven't even mentioned this. Okay. You ready for this? So I keep mentioning this girlfriend because I'm staying uh, at her place. So this is how we met. I think you're going to, you're going to all find this super cute. Um, I'm on Tinder. Uh, I'm swiping. I match with this very pretty girl. It says in her bio, the only thing it says in her bio, the only thing it says, uh, now accepting like a little joke, now accepting applications for a trophy husband. You know how Tinder profiles, sometimes they have like the music in there. They have maybe where they're from and whatever. It was just that. And I'm like, okay, she just doesn't have a lot. So I started talking you know, hitting it off, whatever. She liked that little pickup line. You know what I mean? Like I, I've known this in a lot of girls. And then she of course told me afterward that like, dude, I've, I've been, I've, I've seen some girls Tinder profiles. They let me like look at their phone. There are so many fucking boring, hot dudes, boring, super boring and super hot. I literally, I have this friend in Minnesota. I met once I was just going through a Tinder. Very, she was a very pretty girl. Hundreds of matches. Many of these guys you can tell from little things. Very good looking dudes. Every single one of them were either two things. Either, hey, hi, something boring. Or just like, what are you up to tonight? What are we doing? Just like fucking right in. It's like, dude, holy shit. You need to calm the fuck down. If you're listening to this and you're one of those guys, just be, don't be boring and don't be creepy. Can you do that? How Can you be boring and creepy at the same time? How can you be boring and creepy? Because if you're creepy, it's it's not boring. I'd take boring over creepy. What's it? It's just like, let's, you alive? No. What if you just ask, hey, you alive? That's, see, that's kind of clever. That's not, it's not boring. That's tough. Don't be either, dude. Don't be fucking either. So she said, when I sent, my, my response back was, uh, you know, my biggest flaw is that I'm a perfectionist. You know, like applications, then the joke about an interview is you say, well, my biggest flaw is that I'm a perfectionist and it's this perfect app. Okay. And then I started a conversation. Hey, let's meet for coffee. I didn't want no nighttime funny business. This is a nice girl. Let's just get a quick lunch. Let's get to know each other. You know, no drinks. We don't need to get all that up, up in that. You know, I'm 26. I don't need all that. Um... So we meet at a, at a coffee place and I say, oh, I see your thing is a few miles out. That's the radius of, of where, the where area I'm from. 
I said, where are you from? She said, Westlake Village, Thousand Oaks. I said, that's funny. I'm from that area. What what high school did you go to? Went to Oaks Christian. I went to the Oaks Christian. We went to the same high school. We found out that she was a freshman when I was a senior. Had no idea who each other were. No idea. Super random. It didn't say she was from Thousand Oaks or went to that high school in her profile. Neither did mine. Had no idea. We just met. So we totally hit it off. The the one, you know, the hour-long coffee date turned into six hours. We met at 12. We ended up leaving at six. Only reason I really left was I had work. So we totally hit it off. Clearly, you know, we're together. Nice, nice little spark connection. Isn't that that's so fucking lovely? Um Yeah, it is. Why did I have to say it like no so fucking so fucking lovely, dude? Fucking lovely, dude. Yeah, it is lovely. It's nice. Um, so we're on the second date, uh, I don't know, four or five days later, whatever. And uh, we're at the mall. We're going to go see a movie and whatever. And she says, Morgan, I have something to tell you. And I'm like, oh, what? And she said, I knew who you were the whole time. And I was like, what, dude? So get it. I was the senior. She was the freshman. Not only was I the star of the football team, not only was I the leader of the musical, not only was I the most handsome person in the high school, not only did all the girls love me no matter who, you know, no matter what, um, you know, not only was I the smartest kid in the school, I had straight A's. I mean, I was perfect. Um, nah, none of that was true. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it was a smaller school. She recognized me. I was on stage a few times. I was on the football team. I wasn't some sort of star or anything, but you know, I did my thing, dude. I fucking did my thing, dude. Your boy's got a body that's made for movement. That's what that's what God gave me, a body made for movement. Um and then yeah, I mean we we she, you know, recognized me from the the Tinder profile initially. Thought I was a little bit of a cutie and was like, "Let me see what this this boy from high school's up to." And here we are. It's been like 4 or 5 months now. And it's awesome. And uh yeah, so that's pretty cute. We'll get her. We'll get her back on. We'll get her back on. She's just literally on the other side of the wall right now. I'm waving at her. She can't see it, but you know, that's that. Um, yeah. Why did I bring that up? Oh, dude. Oh man, that's bad. I definitely brought that up for a reason, and I have nobody here to help me. You guys are all like, you. Oh, I burped again. You. You guys are on like. No, you were talking about this thing. You were talking about this, dude. Go back to that. I don't know. Oh man, there's no way for me to know either. What am I going to write down everything I say to be like, oh, I forgot. Let me look at my, my notes. I can't do that. I can't do that. Okay. Well, let's just move on. Um, uh, oh, sad, uh, kind of sad news, but it reminded me of a nice story. Um, if you guys like football, I don't, I don't know if you're football fans, but, uh, girl grew up a football fan. Uh, uh, more specifically when I was younger, I liked the Miami Dolphins, a big Dolphins fan, because my dad liked the Dolphins. Uh, uh, when the Dolphins were 1972, they were the the undefeated team, the only team to ever do that. Uh, they had Larry Zonka, and the coach was Don Shula. Uh, and if you know what uh, why I say that, I'm sure you know that Don Shula passed away yesterday, at this point I think it was. Um, super sad, uh, uh, but I got a chance to meet the guy, actually. Uh, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. I was in Florida. My dad lives in Florida now. We were at a restaurant and I'm eating and I, I look over and I'm like, oh, that guy kind of looks like Don Shula. My dad's like, uh, I think that's fucking Don Shula. Now, when you're Don Shula, the head coach for like 20 something years, of the Miami Dolphins, one of the greatest coaches of all time, and you're in Southern Florida, where he's, my dad's in Palm Beach, you're a living God. Holy crap. Speaking of sports again, I guess, hey, you know what? 
There you go. Oh, you know what, dude? What a what a cool connection about the thing I was talking about last dance in this. You know what? Here's how you fucking deal when you're meeting like a, a sports icon legend person. This is what fucking happens, dude. We we go over, he's with his family. There's Don Shula. And I'm like, whoa, that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? And my dad, he's feeling like a little kid too, because that was his guy. You know, that was the head coach of his team when he was so he's like, Oh wow, that's really cool. And uh we go to leave and we're like we got to say hi to the guy. We got we, we we at least got to say hi to the guy. So we go over. By that time, everybody kind of noticed. And I think when we walked over, it was everybody. Everybody had noticed him. So it was like their chance to say, oh, we should get in line. But me and my dad, I think, kind of started it. You saw everybody knew what was going on. They recognized him maybe before even we did. And uh, we go over. And I said, uh, oh, hey, Mr. Shula. or, or Co- I called him Coach Shula. I said, hey, Coach Shula. I uh, just wanted to say hi, you know, big fan. And my dad said, hey, yeah, you know, I grew up watching your teams, you know, big fan. And he, and he goes to shake my hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, get this, uh, the starting left tackle for the uh, Miami, that team, the Miami Dolphins team, was a football player named Norm Evans. Uh, uh, he was a you know really good player. Uh, he was actually the first ever Seattle Seahawk. Super random, but this guy, Norm Evans, there's a reason I'm bringing him up. Uh, when the Seahawks became a franchise, the first person they acquired was this guy, Norm Evans, from the Dolphins. Uh, he was a really good player. Uh, his son, Ron, was my football coach uh, in high school. Uh, Ron Evans, cool guy. Um, and uh, w- one day, I- I'm-, I'm telling a story and then I'm-, I'm fucking branching off to another story, but just fucking get along. Um, get on with it, not get along. Um, I'm-, I'm at football practice and Coach Evans says, uh, hey, that guy over there wants to talk to you. And it was this like older, bigger guy. He wants to talk to you. And everybody's like, why does this guy want to talk to him? I went to a really good football school, so there's a lot of like you know, scouts for colleges around. Like, why are they talking to Morgan Scouts? Okay. I walk over, and I said, hey, sir. Coach Evans said I wanted to talk. He wanted to talk to you. And he said, do you know who I am, sir? Do you, do you know who I am? And I said, no. And he took my hand. He got a big hand. And he did this. And he showed me the top of his hand, and he had a dolphin's ring. And he said, I'm Norm Evans. Nice to meet you. And I'm like whoa that's so cool like didn't lose my mind and like ask for some dumb shit but i was like oh wow that's so cool. hey i grew up because coach evans knew that i was a fan i told him that i was a fan of his dad's and so when the dad came the coach set it up for me to meet his dad and you know super cool he let me wear the ring he let me wear it was it was really cool it was really cool and i was 18 17 at the time a uh, really nice guy and so when I'm at with Shula, I say, oh, hey, you know, I just thought it would be a funny thing that uh, Norm Evans, oh, of course they knew he was one of his better players. Norm Evans' uh, son, Ron, uh, was my coach in high school. And he said, Ron, I remember Ron when he was a little baby. I guess when Norm Evans had Ron as a little kid, the little kid was running around and he thought it was cool, you know, that I, uh, that I, his son, that this little baby that he saw at his, you know, Miami Dolphins practices was my head coach or not head coach, one of my coaches, um, and so I told him, I said, oh, that's cool. Give, you know, give him my best or whatever. And then when we went to take the picture, I'll, I'll put it up on my Instagram. I don't, eh, whatever. I can show you later. But it's uh, 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 Coach Shula grabs my hand and, and, and I go to shake it. And he says, no, no, no. And he grabs my hand like a different way to show his ring. It was that 72 Dolphin Super Bowl ring. And he said, your friends are going to want to see this. And I was like, yes, they were. And I, this they are. And then, the, you know, the guy took the picture and we have it and, uh, it was a cool, it was a very cool memory. And that's how you deal with an icon. You know, you don't fucking, you can be a fan. Man. Oh, wow. You know, I'm super, especially I was younger. I mean, I was 21 at the time. 
but it's like, hey, you know, like I'm a big fan. You, you and your teams meant a lot to me. Uh, best of luck, you know, whatever. But just if people lose their minds, man, come on. Um, and my dad's in the picture with this long mane. My dad had this long mane, and I'm sure Coach Shu was like, "This guy needs a haircut. Get this guy a haircut." Um, but yeah, it was cool to have that little connection to him and actually have a real little uh dialogue with this legend i mean for anybody who doesn't know football this guy's the equivalent of like bill belichick you know not personality wise but like this is one of the biggest football coaches of all time this is a living legend dan arino's coach you know blah 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 um and then he passed away a few days ago so rest in peace to uh to coach shula yeah it's really sad and actually I, i looked at that picture again the picture was taken like almost a, a almost to the day Five years later, I met him, I think, what's today? May 2nd? Today's, today's May 5th. I think he passed away on May 3rd. Uh, and then that picture was posted May, you know, 10th or something uh, five years ago. So, it's a bummer, man. Yeah, I definitely grew up really big in all that stuff. Actually, I was such a big Dolphins fan. Uh, I was also a big draft fan. I love the NFL draft. I'm not like a huge NFL guy anymore. I definitely was more when I was a kid, but I still love the draft. And my dad took me to the draft and uh, I did a VIP experience. He paid. It was fucking awesome. We got VIP experience. I got to meet all these really cool people. This is such an NFL episode. That's fun though. We got nine minutes. I th- I'm just going to keep riffing on this NFL stuff. I, I mean, you don't have to be an NFL fan to enjoy this, whatever. Um, so my dad, you know, it took me uh, and, a, and a family friend to uh, the draft in New York. We flew to New York and, you know, had this behind the scenes and we sat in Radio City Music Hall. We were in the section. I was sitting literally next to um, Matthew Stafford's family, Michael Crabtree's family, um, a few other players that the, the families were there, you know, they were there cheering on their, their kid, you know, who was, who was literally backstage about to get, you know, on the, on the field or on the field, on the stage. Uh, so that was amazing. I talked to Mel Kuyper. I'm sure if you guys know the draft, he's kind of the draft guy on ESPN. It was really cool. And, uh, one of the things was, um, when the players get drafted, Literally, they take them right downstairs to like a press conference. They have a special room set up for the press conference for them to talk and answer questions. And uh, they let me sit in the seat that the players seat. So you need to take a picture and, you know, it makes it look like you're one of the players getting drafted. And uh, the guy running it said, hey, Morgan, you know, can you look in the camera? Who's, who's your favorite team, Morgan? I was like 14 at the time. I said, I like the Miami Dolphins. He said, do you know the Miami Dolphins fight song? And I said, yeah. And I said, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, number one. There's like like one of these old school fight songs. And uh, I was like, oh, that's fun. I go back upstage. I go to sit down again. They're drafting. And 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 then the, uh, in Radio City Music Hall, on the sides of the stage are these two huge screens. I mean, the size of half a football field, these screens, like big. And they said, uh, we just wanted to show a special message from the Miami, uh, from the Miami Dolphins or something like that. And it was me. My head was like 50 feet across, and I'm like, oh my, whoa, and it's me singing the Miami Dolphins fight song in Radio City Music Hall. So, uh, you know, for all you comedians who dream is to perform at Radio City Music Hall, your boy already did it. Catch up, dude. Catch up. I sang at Radio City Music Hall. Get it, dude. Yeah, it was really cool. And then get this. Okay, so wow, we're talking so much draft shit. So... At the beginning of the day, that, all that stuff was a little later, but let me backtrack. At the beginning of the day, um, there was a, a point you wake up, you get some continental breakfast, they show you, you go to the main stage, you know, the actual NFL draft stage, walk around, where the players sit, 
you know, you get to see all this cool stuff. And they said, you know, we have a special surprise. You guys, you and the fellow VIP people are going to be getting a, t- a chat with Jay Glazer. If you know Jay Glazer, super popular uh, uh, sports analyst guy. And I was like, wow, that's so cool, Jay Glazer. So we sit up in the rafters, you know, as the NFL people are preparing the show. And all of a sudden, Jay comes out and everybody starts asking questions. We're chatting with him. Hey, who do you think is going to go first round? Okay. We did a family friend with us, Lenny. Lenny's a close family friend. He's a fucking lunatic, dude. This guy's nuts. He was like a cop for like 10 years, maybe longer. I don't know. Lenny's nuts. He's like 6'4", 300 pounds, handlebar mustache. You don't mess with Lenny. And Lenny at the time was a big St. Louis Rams fan. And the quarterback of the St. Louis Rams was Mark Bulger. And Mark, so so he raises and he, and he, he raises his hand and he said, Jay, uh, have you heard the, the reports about Mark Bulger? This is the day of the draft, and if you know anything about the draft, it's there's a lot of reports coming out out of nowhere. People are taking what they can. It's a big day for the for NFL media. Did you? He says, "Did you hear the reports on Mark Bulger?" And Jay said, uh, "No, I haven't." They said, "Oh, we're, I'm hearing that they might be trading him to the New York Jets for you know whatever pick." And Jay's like, "Oh wow, yeah, hadn't heard that." Lenny turns to me and says, "I completely made that up. Completely made it up just to fuck with Jay Glazer. Completely made it up. Ha ha ha. Funny, funny, funny." So he didn't really talk much. He just kind of keeps going, whatever. Hey, guys, thanks. Jay walks away. to He has a busy day. I think there was an hour or two before the, between the end of the VIP thing and the start of the of the game, uh, of the, the draft. And uh, so we're in the hotel. And we have the TV on, of course, ESPN. And Jay Glazer's like, hey, look, we just saw that guy a few minutes ago. And he goes on TV and he says, guys, I'm getting reports from an undisclosed source <laughs> that Mark Bulger is being looked to get traded to the New York Jets. <laughs> it was completely, the dude completely just took what Lenny said, who completely made it up and <laughs> reported it on TV. <laughs> it was like, and it, and it really makes, I mean, it, it definitely makes you think about some of these reporters and not, hey, you know, Jay Glazer is good at his job, I think. I don't know, maybe not. I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> you see, they just hear something from literally just a guy, and then they go on TV and make it a story. Also, Jay Glazer had a fuck up recently. He like told the world he had like this. Oh, I remember. There were a lot of reports swirling about Odell Beckham Jr., big NFL guy, about trading him just in general. And Jay Glazer comes out and he's like, guys, I have huge NFL news that I'm gonna I'm gonna be telling you tomorrow. This is gonna be huge, and everyone's like, "Oh shit!" If Jay Glazer has. Big news. We're excited. So people start talking. What is he hiding? Did somebody, is somebody going to get traded? Okay. He gets on, on screen and he says, guys, the, the starting center for the Rams has coronavirus. That was the big news. And I, I hope the guy feels better. But like everyone was like, dude, Jay, that's not a big story. Like, calm down, man. And everyone just shat on Jay Glazer. So, hey, you know what? Sorry, Jay. Maybe you got some shit to work out. Hey, you're a multimillionaire, though. So you did fine. You did just fine. You don't need a podcaster sitting in his girlfriend's dad's garage to tell you that, you know? <sighs> yeah. But yeah, that's the, that's, isn't that wild, dude? That's wild, dude. I talked to Mel Kuyper. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was really cool. Shit, what are we at? We're at 27, dude. Is there like a little thing I can talk about? Not really. I don't want to talk about a little thing. Hmm. I think we should just end it there. I'm not going to push anything, guys. Uh, this is the, the the second day. I'm gonna. I think I'm just gonna re- re- put this out the day up. Unlike many podcasts that you kind of see, you know, day before or whatever. This is this is it. I think it's day of. So that's all, guys. This is lying on the wall. We're doing an episode 
every weekday, 30 minutes every weekday until the quarantine ends. And then even that, who the heck knows after that? You know what I mean? You just never, you never know. You never know. I have no idea where I'm going to be or what I'm doing. Um, but I do know that, uh, I have this fucking podcast to speak my mind and, uh, special shout out to all the other line walls. There's not many of us out there. The name is kind of a, not a popular name. My uncles and cousins and et cetera, the line walls. Cause my, this show is line on the wall, line wall. So this is a little props to, to all my, to my uncles and aunts and, and my cousins and grandma and yeah. That's all, guys. Guys, line on the wall with Morgan Line Wall. Come back tomorrow. Come back tomorrow, Wednesday. All right, guys. Peace out. Thanks. Check, check of one, two, three people. All debating yet we're equal. But right to me may not work for you. So do what you gotta do. Some people keep the faith going to church.